This is the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. We chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the digital and tech branch of Infront Sports and Media. At the lab, we put fans first and use technology to improve experiences by helping rights owners meet their fans at all touch points along their individual journeys. We work with all sports-related industries, from data to content and everything in between. I'm Marav Sevier, head of B2B Marketing at Infront Lab and host of this podcast. What do today's fans really want? That's a big question that a lot of sports organizations and rights holders are asking themselves, likely on a daily basis. Everything that is done is for the fans, and they have to be kept in mind when generating every part of a strategy. But how do you figure out what it is that they truly want? How do you get to know them well enough to speak to them in a way that you would speak to a friend rather than to a customer, make them feel part of the team? How do you keep them coming back for more and strengthen their loyalties to the club? Even here, technology can come in handy. And joining us today to talk about this is Lucas Horn, digital and innovation team lead at FC Bayern Munich Basketball. Lucas, welcome to the Mix Zone. Hello. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's our pleasure. We're excited to have you on and talk a little bit, maybe basketball at some point, but mostly about the technologies. Before we get into that and uh, talking about innovation at, at Bayern Basketball, can you share a bit about yourself, how you arrived at the club, what is your role, what do you do on a daily basis? Yes. I came to Bayern about five years ago. Um, I was working for uh, Red Bull in sports marketing beforehand. Um, and I arrived at Bayern as a um, social media manager, basically. Um, so I did a lot of the the day-to-day social media communications, digital communications, um, also did a lot around the game days, content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And about one and a half years ago, my role changed a bit um, to a broader digital strategy approach and taking care of innovation at FC Bayern. Um, and I'm currently leading a team of uh, four people, including me. So you just said you were social in social media beforehand. So you really had that hands-on experience with the fans going back these past couple of years. Correct. Um, very much hands-on, um, creating a bunch of content for the fans, uh, being very close to, to the team. Um, and therefore, I think a pretty solid base for understanding fan engagement and just in general uh, what the fans want. What's the FC Bayern fan base like? What is your connection to them as a club? If you can share a bit about that. I think we as Bayern basketball are very close to the fans. Um, For example, compared to our um, football colleagues from Sebener Straße, um, our players are still very much close to the the fan base. Uh, Mm -hmm. An example would be uh, after the games, the fans can come down to the court and you know give high fives, uh, have a quick chat, which is pretty much unthinkable for the football world of things. Yeah, it's very approachable. Yes, very approachable. Um, and I think that's our biggest um, asset, so to say. And uh, we're trying to make uh, use of that in, in all regards uh, when it comes to creating content or interactive formats with the fans. Um, 
and our guys are great. Our players are great. Um, they are very much uh, enjoying that as well. So it's a perfect combination. And of course, the personal touch is something that a lot of fans value. But nowadays, when we become a more globalized society, fans aren't always at the ready at games. They are to shake hands and take pictures. And that's why we, we need innovation and technology to reach these other fans who are further away. So what is the club's overall approach to technology and innovation? So I would say we um, increased a lot lately our uh, focus on always bringing new things in, in terms of uh, technology and innovation. Um, the overall goal is always to serve one of two goals, I would say, um, mm -hmm. to either to really improve or increase fan engagement through technology as an enabler, so to say. Um, and secondly, also to create additional revenue streams that are not dependable on sporting success. So it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if a team wins or loses, um, creating an additional pillar for um, cash coming in, so to say, um, mm -hmm. is highly valuable. So it should always serve one of these two purposes. If it doesn't, it's probably not a great idea to do it. So you mentioned you lead a team of uh, four people. What is it that you focus on on a daily basis within this digital and innovation team? So I would say we focus a lot on on content. Um, I think, you know, that saying content is king uh, is still mm -hmm. very relevant, uh, even though. Um, it's king, queen and everything in between. Yes. And, and it's kind of a, a saying that is you know overdone kind of, but uh, I think it's still true, it's still relevant. Um, so we do put a lot of resources in that. Um, for example, um, beside the team I'm in, the four people, we have another three people, uh, three and a half headcounts actually, um, that take care of the whole video content topic. Mm -hmm. So all long form video, uh, basically an in-house video agency, so to say. Um, so really, we really put a high focus on, on that. Um, also, I really uh, urge everybody on my team to always have their eyes open for new ways to get closer to the fans. Um, and um, for example, creating interactive formats. Uh, I think uh, Pico is a nice example where we have some nice gamification elements uh, with the fans. Um, so I would say these two are basically the focus uh, points where you put a lot of resources in um, and then decide uh, when we get all these ideas, uh, what is really worth going for and what maybe not. What is it that you've seen recently that is worth going for? You're talking a lot about content and video and obviously the way fans engage with content and video has changed the type of content and video that they want. What have you seen in recent years in, in terms of Byron Basketball's fans and what it is that they are engaging with on a daily basis or weekly basis? We've been working for, I would say, one and a half years roughly now with um, a body camera company called Mindfly. Mm -hmm. um, so they created a technology, a, a camera product that the player wears as a vest around his chest. And therefore, um, the content which is created is first person view content. So the fan can take the perspective of the player 
uh, the fan can be the player, so to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, we found this type of content, uh, which is also in quality, both visually and, and audio, very, very good, um, really successful. Um, so this also goes back to um, being approachable, you know, bringing the fans very close to the player and essentially giving them the chance to see what the player sees on the court. Um, so this is from the content side, a very successful new technology that we implemented um, so far in, in practice and behind the scenes. And who knows, maybe in the, in the long run, it's a long journey. Uh, at some point we can it's get a never in the ending game. journey. <laughs> never ending journey. Um, but I really believe in this type of video content. Um, and then maybe from the fan engagement side, in terms of interactive element, Pico and their mini games has really been uh, a game changer for us um, because their technology allowed us to create very easy to play small fun games for the fans. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, we are able through this uh, game flow with the fan also gain valuable information for our databases. Um, so for example, which is the favorite player of the fan? Does he like our red home jersey better or the white away jersey? Does he rather visit yearly games or Bundesliga games, etc., etc. Um, so this has proven highly valuable. And over the years using this technology, did you find out anything interesting about fans that perhaps you didn't know beforehand that has really helped you improve your strategy when communicating with them and engaging with them? I wouldn't say that we necessarily found out anything in particular that really surprised us, but it definitely allowed us to personalize the, um, the approach to the fan. So it allowed us to not just send out um, one message for a for the new home jersey to all fans the same mm -hmm. but we could take into account that for example you like paul tipsa the most so we are addressing you with the paul tipsa jersey ad for example right so personalization mm -hmm. for sure uh we also um take this information with us in terms of personalized uh, video content. Um, so this is kind of the next step we want to go for um, that within our uh, app, we make sure that once you have selected the favorite player, Othello Hunter, um, that you get in real time all Othello Hunter video highlights from the game. So whenever he made a great spectacular dunk, uh, you're sure to have it uh, a minute later pushed uh, via the app. Um, that would be the next the next step for us in terms of um, great content and personalization of content. What reactions have you received from fans, uh, both about the activations themselves and the ways in which they engage with you and the ways in which you're using the information that you're learning about them? We've experienced very good um, response. Uh, so to say, uh, both from the numbers and also qualitative feedback. Um, so the numbers in terms of uh, conversion rates got better, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but also that, of course, naturally, the fan is um, 
happier when he or she gets, let's say, relevant ads and not just widespread generic ads. So I think in both dimensions, uh, the feedback has been uh, very positive for us. There's a lot of talk about data in sports recently and it's becoming more important more important uh for clubs such as yourselves for rights holders as a whole what is the you've seen as the biggest struggle to collect it and you know how are you really leveraging it aside from or leveraging data and collecting data aside from using people so i think as probably for many um sports entities um or really anybody who wants to offer a product um we also have as like a high high priority topic to shift from third-party data or having the fans on third-party platforms to shifting them to our own platforms mm -hmm. such as app for example right so that's our big big focus um yeah we pretty much put you know a lot of a lot of resources in that as you know owning the data actually is um crucial for anybody especially um, now with the changes in uh, gdpr and third and cookies and third-party websites you know a lot of uh, companies are still struggling to find the way to collect that data exactly and also especially in germany as um, laws regarding that are even more uh are even more strict um but we have some um clever people uh, that uh know their their way and um so far, we're happy with what we're collecting and then also um, making the shift from third party to own platforms. It's obviously we've talked about several technologies in the sense of Pico, uh, Mindfly. When you're looking at these technologies as part of uh, the digital innovation team, what is it that you're looking at and making your decisions? As I mentioned uh, beforehand, uh, it's really these two uh, questions I think that have to be answered uh, is it either a highly engaging tool so it, it improves the interaction rates the seconds or minutes uh, the fans interact with us mm -hmm. either that or is it maybe even directly connected to revenue as in cash um, the the first mentioned for our case could be indirectly also translated to extra sponsorship revenue for example right mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be um, direct revenue so the sponsor can basically come in as a third party and finance it correct me if i'm wrong but what you're talking about is if we take the examples you gave earlier of content if there's a piece of content for a specific highlight that is at after every game and it's brought to you by X sponsor. Exactly. And luckily we have, you know, a great, um, a great network of, of sponsors, big ones, medium ones, smaller ones, uh, that are always keen, uh, to also do joint projects, even technology wise, because we see more and more companies and also our sponsors have as a goal to, um, to also showcase themselves that are, that they are technology aware that are that they are innovative um, so it's not just us also as Bayern as a basketball club to also position ourselves as an innovative player but also the our sponsors many of them want to do that so uh, we also do some 
joint projects. For example, in a case in, in AR, augmented reality, with, um, with telecom, the idea derived from the pandemic and we couldn't have any fans in the arena. Mm -hmm. So we were thinking, okay, why not turn this around? And instead of having the fans come to us, we bring the team to the living room of the fans, right? Because that's mm -hmm. the next best thing we can do right now. Especially right? during a time like that. Yes. Um, I mean, we know it's only the second best option because uh, the, the, the highest priority is always having the fans in the arena and really interacting real life, so to say. But the second best option maybe For both is sides. For both for, sides. For, for the players as well. Having them there is something that's uh, a big advantage. Right. Um, so we thought maybe the second best option is during this pandemic to bring our players to the fans. And so um, we got together and um, decided to create a little AR game where we had all our players um, going through like a, a 3D avatar um, production setup. And we mm -hmm. created a, a life-size avatar of each player. And um, the fans were then able to basically collect those players, also with kind of a gamified approach. They could collect points, go up in ranking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they could actually have their favorite player, Paul Sipser, standing next to them in their living room um, through their camera, right? Um, but uh, it was a pretty cool thing to have and, and to also show the fans um, that we are constantly thinking about ways of bringing them and the team together, even though it might be a, a hard time with big challenges. And how widely was this used by fans? It was used by the core group of fans very well. Uh, so we were happy with that. Um, what we were not able to do uh, in that regard was to reach, let's say, a broader audience. Um, but all in all, um, uh, reaching that core hardcore fan group, so to say, was very valuable and already a big success. And um, also what I think you should never forget, making that first step or first two or three steps in that field of AR uh, was highly valuable for us as well. And so obviously the pandemic kind of pushed you to uh, dabbling with AR and uh, this partnership and a project, but a lot of technology has changed over this past couple of years. Also since the pandemic, it's not that far behind us, but that's how quickly things are changing. So how have you seen your strategy change not only due to the pandemic, but also over the last couple of years with new technologies that are being established? Yeah, I think the strategy itself has not changed, to be honest. Um, I think the, the basic um, approach is still the same. And um, it's about finding um, technologies that enable us to reach our goals better. So for mm -hmm. example, um, bringing the team closer to the fans or making more interactive formats. Um, I think that from the strategy side is still the same. The difference is there are just way more ways to do it. Um, there are just so many innovations coming every day. And also just 
being able to choose the right ones is crucial, I think, and, and finding the right partners. Um, especially the pandemic, I think even, it just increased the speed of everything, basically. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's harder to keep up. Um, and, but I think we, we as Bayern are pretty um, good with it because I also think that the, the management um, uh, level of Bayern, right, uh, is also pretty much uh, aware of uh, the importance of the topic. Um, so I find myself, I think, in a, in a good situation to also be able to try out stuff, you know, and uh, find new ways. Um, maybe in terms of uh, AR, VR, metaverse, you, you name it, um, there's just so much flying around and also so many use cases pushed in the media that it's easy to get lost within everything. It's easy to get lost. And I think there's also quite a lot of nonsense out there. Mm -hmm. um, what I can see being really valuable to, to name like a really clear cut use case um, is, you know, using VR for actually making the game experience accessible to more fans. I think that is actually a really good use case. Um, mm -hmm. So for example, if we take our um, football colleagues, um, you know, they play in the Alianza arena. It is sold out basically every single time. Um, and there are many, many, many more thousands of people wanting to go, but they cannot because it has limited capacity. And in that regard, offering the next best thing, as we said before, um, to sit, you know, courtside or pitch side mm -hmm. in that case, uh, and to watch the game in VR, uh, maybe together with your friends who's sitting in Shanghai, I think that's a really cool use case. And also, um, you know, making the game accessible for more people with, let's say, a almost, globalized level that we mentioned. A globalized level on almost a, a, almost as good experience, you know, second best. Um, and also, you know, create uh, tremendous revenue streams from that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, um, I mean, the it's NBA- New opportunities for sponsors, that. exactly. Yeah, uh, the NBA is on the forefront of that. They do a lot. Um, and I mean, just in general, in, in, in technology, uh, innovation, uh, my first look always goes to the NBA. Uh, they never disappoint in coming up with new stuff. And, and, um, yeah. and, and you're leading me to my next question because you use the word finding new technologies and new ideas. So how do you go about finding these technologies? Obviously, you mentioned the, the NBA being um, a great role model, you can even say, for many sports organizations when it comes to innovation. But where is it that you go to find these technologies? I think in day-to-day in -day life, I think it's basically... Um, you know, having some newsletters, that helps. <laughs> to keep it simple. <laughs> um, but we also, uh, we also urge, you know, some of our uh, partner sponsors, so to say, when we do joint projects, um, to also give us insights from different uh, fields. So mm -hmm. not just sports, right? But really look somewhere else where you usually wouldn't look or get that input from people that are very good in the automotive industry, for example, you know, and, and kind of translate it uh, to to sports and how, how are we going to do that? Um, 
And then I think, which also proved very valuable uh, for us as Bayern, taking part in uh, bigger, let's say, startup competitions as well. Mm -hmm. So about two years ago, I would say, we had a big startup um, competition for the SAP Garden project in Munich. So the SAP Garden uh, will be a new multifunctional arena in Munich, um, about 12,000 seat capacity. Uh, Red Bull uh, is the owner and will build it. Um, but we were partnering very early on, we as Bayern Basketball with Red Bull mm -hmm. and then also with SAP as the technology partner um, to push this project together um, in this kind of triangle format. And with that being said, we um, send out a challenge within an SAP startup program where um, startups that could deliver um, digital fan experience solutions uh, could apply for and then um, work with us, us three, for about three months and then um, present their you know, prototype concept, whatever it was at the end. Um, to all the stakeholders. Um, mm -hmm. And that proved really fruitful. And um, for example, Pico took part as well. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, and there were many, many more uh, very eager startups to participate. And in the end, um, eight of them made it. So they took part in this whole process three months and at the end presented um, a, an output, a prototype, as I said. And um, with uh, some of them, we even still work today. So uh, a collaboration started from then on. Um, and we always look for these kind of uh, programs, also together with EuroLeague, for example. And so obviously, you've over the years seen a lot of different technologies, examined them, uh, some of them from early stages. What have you learned over the years, uh, both on what technology is capable of doing? And as you said, selecting correct technologies and what you're looking for when you're selecting those technologies? So what I learned, especially from the AR project I mentioned, uh, is to be able to answer the question, can I really reach a mass audience with it is probably key. Mm -hmm. um, so within the project I talked about, we reached the goal in terms of, hey, we want to do this for our core audience, right? The hardcore fans. Check. Okay. But um, if we see it from like a more efficiency standpoint, um, how can I reach like a broad audience? And in terms of AR and what in my mind should be our next AR project, it should be more related to the game itself. So the game is our core product, no doubt. Um, and we should build around that and enable the fan to experience this core product, the game, in a better way. So um, an idea, for example, would be uh, augmented reality, you know, statistics in real time for in arena or at home, for example, uh, at home, maybe uh, in our app, et cetera, et cetera. So just having it around the core product is key, I think. Uh, the rest is can be all cool stuff. Uh, it could definitely um, uh, fulfill um, purposes you have and goals. Um, but I think if you really want to reach a broad audience, you have to focus on the core product.
And we've been talking about outward facing innovation in terms of fans and fan engagement, but how do you promote innovation from within with your team within Bayern as a whole outside of the digital and innovation team? Because I, I believe that your team has uh, no problem understanding the value of this, but a lot of companies and a lot of organizations still need a little bit of that push to really embrace this digital transformation. So how do you promote that from within? I'm currently promoting it through trying to organize, you know, certain um, collaborative projects, either with a third party stakeholder, for example, like your league, um, uh, or the before mentioned startup project, um, or just internally, um, you know, getting together in, in really dedicated uh, workshops, uh, brainstormings, um, to always push colleagues also from different fields and kind of select the right people to sit together with different approaches, different interests, even, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and create from there. Um, what I would wish for as the next step is also to kind of institutionalize and structureize the whole finding innovation process, may it be in I don't know, in an intranet kind of format, for example, you know, with uh, predefined workflows, etc., as it, as it uh, might be with, you know, really big uh, tech companies or innovation companies. Um, so far, unfortunately, um, I missed the time to do this. It's <laughs> also a very time consuming process. And, um, but that would be, in my mind, like the ideal way. Um, and also to make everybody aware and that starts um, with with my team especially um, to tell them hey please try to take your dedicated time slots also during the week for this topic for just just thinking and brainstorming and having crazy ideas stupid ideas um, and really make the time for it which is not mm -hmm. which is not easy in our um, kind of field because uh, sports is so dependent on the schedule of the team especially in our roles um, that things can get really hectic sometime and it's hard to uh, dedicate your time to such a uh, topic that is not at first sight like a high priority or a i must do now thing mm -hmm. um, so try to urge them, um, sometimes successful, sometimes less successful, but uh, we try to do our best there, yeah. Well, I think everyone should try and urge their uh, coworkers and employees to to think of these crazy ideas because you never know what will come of them. Uh, Lucas, uh, thank you very much for joining us on uh, the Mix Zone and sharing with us how it is that you approach these technologies and fan experiences and the closeness that you've been able to achieve with your fans uh, because of everything that you've done. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. That wraps up this episode of The Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Marav Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or just last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. And don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time.